If you're a founder, business owner, or someone who's trying to figure it out and you've ever felt frustrated, frantic, or unfulfilled, then you're in the right place. My name is Tara Payton. I'm a marketing strategist and consultant who's worked with hundreds of founders. And I am here to tell you there is a space for you to center yourself, get focused, experience fulfillment, and live in flow because you deserve it. I am here to walk you through the phases of life and business most won't, and we will own each stage together. Sometimes I'll be joined by other founders, friends, and special guests who are willing to share the highs and lows of their journey and have since found their own flow. Welcome to Found the Flow. Now let's get you to step into yours. I am joined here by a very special guest, Ms. Korea Lawrence. And before she gives her official introduction, let me just tell you, like, we have the same brain, right? We had one conversation and we both have corporate experience. So we were talking about, um, I forget, I must have been going on a rant and I was saying something like, you know, these entrepreneurs, they don't really know how to take what you know that you can learn from corporate and put it in their business and she mm-hmm. was like that's exactly what i talk about yes <laughs> so um we're going to dig into that but first introduce yourself okay um and let the audience know who you are and what it is that you do um my name is korea lawrence and i am an operations consultant more so process improvement so i go into companies and help them um basically put together their process and procedures um look at ways to innovate their current products and um, do some team development work as well. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you for your introduction. Of course. We'll come back to that. Got right? it. We'll come back to the business stuff. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about what you are deeply passionate about and connected to. Yes. Right? And I want to talk about your work that you do as a trauma specialist. Yes. Tell the audience what that means. Like, what is a trauma specialist mm-hmm. and how do you help people transform? So, um, which is probably what I do a lot within business anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a nonprofit called Pretty Girls Pray. And we focus on girls who've been sexually abused from the age of seven to 17. Mm-hmm. And um, so what we have done is derived a curriculum um, that is certified. And then we have different programs that we're implementing within the um within the foundation. Mm -hmm. So as a trauma specialist, um, I understand the root and how to get the root and unravel. um, So that way people can show up, um, not just only as their best selves, but really begin to um, a healing process um, that allows them to operate um, in ways that doesn't where trauma will mostly hold people back. Mm-hmm. Um, th- as a trauma specialist, I'm able to kind of like go in almost like a therapist, mm-hmm. um, but just understanding more so of the root of the trauma, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And really just um, honing in on what trauma looks like, what trauma therapy is, um, the different levels of trauma therapy, and how to really go into the brain and uh and began to rewiring it mm-hmm. and most people you know where talk therapy is you know very popular especially right now mm-hmm. um a lot of people really need trauma therapy mm. and what's the difference so talk therapy will give you like you know you're just talking to someone mm-hmm. and they're kind of like helping you you know maybe either look at things different change your perspective upon things but trauma therapy is actually an act of. So it's Mm -hmm. um, two different kinds, um, two main kinds. So it's called EDMR Mm -hmm. um, and ATR. Mm -hmm. ATR gives you a very quicker 
response level. Um, and it could be done within one session. EDMR is a longer process, but it basically allows you to kind of erase some memories um, that was mm. in your brain um, that, you know, and it, most people don't know, like the body keeps score. Mm. So whatever, whether you realize it or not, whatever has happened in your life literally, um, you know, retains within your body. Mm. And so um, as a survivor, you know, this has been... Um, something that I have, I know that's my life's purpose and my mm-hmm. life's work um, is really to make sure um, that other young girls um, and women as well, you know, they don't suffer from the consequences of not getting healed properly. So talk to me about your healing journey and how that led you to found this nonprofit because it's personally connected, right? Very much so. So my healing journey honestly started um, probably about seven years ago, seven, Mm -hmm. eight years ago. And I'll never forget, um, I actually had uh, punched somebody um, Mm -hmm. uh, that summer before I turned 30. Mm -hmm. And um, ended up having to get a cast on my arm and with me having to get this cast on my arm, when I went to go get it taken off, the nurse that was actually in there, um, she began to like speak to me, but I didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I had very little um, knowledge about like fivefold ministry, very little knowledge about like, you know, just how to, you know, the prophetic world and stuff like that. Like I didn't know what that was. So she's talking to me, but as she's talking, I'm I'm like crying. So she's telling me like all these people are about to be removed from my life and things are about to change and yada, whatever. Mm -hmm. And probably um, by that December, I'm also been clean for eight years. Mm -hmm. Um, What I don't, what I sometimes share as well Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to, um, and my drug of choice was cocaine. Mm -hmm. So um, I had a, um, moment of where God was like, either you're going to live or you're going to die. Um, this was 30 days after my birthday mm-hmm. and my 30th. And so I chose to live, but I told him this is what I needed. Mm-hmm. And so uh, within that week, which was the change in community, um, and I had found like literally met change in community. Mm-hmm. So my healing journey started around that time um, period. And within that, I was able to um, start working with girls and everything like that. But then I realized that, um, certain things just still needed to be worked through. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it's been like seven, almost eight long years. Mm -hmm. And, um, we just finished our curriculum in November and Mm -hmm. I I feel like he just gave me to go ahead to try again. Mm -hmm. So within this time, like the last 90 days, we've gotten, you know, the sponsorship with Amazon, um, and uh, um, had a conversation with the, I literally met the superintendent of Chicago schools mm. and a restaurant here. Nice. And we had a conversation last week, so I'm in Chicago. Um, I went to Mexico, met a vice president of, vice principal of a, um, of a, of a charter school in New York and got mm. a partnership a week later. So mm. things have been really accelerated um, of just, you know, being obedient in this particular area mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I love that. So first of all, congratulations Thank you. on being clean. Congratulations <laughs> on continuing to go through the journey, especially helping um, young girls from the age of seven to 17, because that's such a fragile mm-hmm. age, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so 
were you intentional about choosing that age or was it kind of determined based off of there is a need Mm -hmm. because these girls in this age um, bracket Mm -hmm. experience more trauma? I was definitely intentional, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, the intentionality came behind. I didn't. You can't work too too young because they don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Although mine started at the age of three, wow. um, and went to eleven. Like there's still something that at seven there's a level of comprehension mm-hmm. um, that can be had in conversation, mm-hmm. right? Anything younger than that is going to be like almost talking to a brick wall sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 17, I, I don't want to go beyond 17 because at that point, um, you know, they kind of start doing it. They want to rebel a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. And um, without feeling like the trust level is hard to get mm-hmm. past. Mm-hmm. So that it's a very sensitive age between like 17 to like 21 mm-hmm. if they've experienced severe trauma mm-hmm. um, and they don't want help. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, very, it's a very sensitive age. So I want to try to give them before they hit that. So you talked about trauma, like the body keeps score. Mm-hmm. That's what you said. Mm-hmm. I want you to talk to us a bit more about that. What does that look like? What does that mean, the body keeps score? Yeah, so um, the body retains memories, um, pain, Mm -hmm. um, all of that, Mm -hmm. right? And so it shows up in ways where even through a conversation, sometimes we can be triggered by things and don't even realize it. But what it is is literally the memory of something of a past Mm -hmm. um, experience that has retained pain and that's why you were triggered, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it it may not have anything to do with the individual or anything, but it's literally a trigger from your past pain, Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, a lot of people deal with, but they don't even recognize that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Or it can be as simple as inflammation in your body, Right. And um, inflammation can show up in so many areas. And a lot of that is trauma, is mm-hmm. unforgiveness, so many other things um, that can be rooted, you know, within within our body based upon experiences that we've had. And so you talked about two particular um, ways to mm-hmm. help kind of release some of that mm-hmm. trauma. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about them? You said there's one that's short that can be done in the day and yeah. then one that's more long term. Right. So ATR therapy is where it can be done um, more so short term, mm-hmm. um, but it's per experience. Mm. So it's not like you do ATR and then your whole world is it's Good. changed it. right mm-hmm. this is something i had to even <laughs> recognize mm-hmm. myself because i had atr done so it's per experience but what you're doing is you're going back in and kind of rewiring um the actual scenario so that way when you think about it it's no longer looks at you're no longer seeing the scenario as what you originally saw it before edmr is more of it kind of goes through your talk there um through talk therapy mm-hmm. but the therapist has to be certified well on both ends they have to be certified in that particular area and it's very like step by step by step of mm-hmm. how to how it needs to be followed so it's not like any therapist is going to even have the the credentials to be able to even give it mm-hmm. um I've even heard of some therapists not even knowing that it exists which is dangerous EDMR yes okay um 
EDMR and ATR, mm. um, which is dangerous because it can literally allow, um, you can be dealing with a patient and they not get what they need because mm -hmm. you are, you know, you don't know what's out there. Hey, if you want to figure out how to go from being a frantic founder to a founder in the flow, then you better go ahead and get on my email list. Take the quiz to find out where you are currently in the founder's journey, how it impacts your marketing, and I'll send you information straight to your inbox that is known to get you in flow, keep you in flow, and get consistent customers and cash flow coming to your company. So go ahead and take the quiz. It's linked in the show notes, and I will see you next time. Are these newer forms of therapy or have they been around for a long time? I wouldn't say they're I wouldn't say they're brand new. Okay. Um, but I would say that they are definitely newer to the space. Okay. Um, for sure. And for therapists, this is just me curious. Yeah. Do they have like continuing education as therapists? You know how some professionals mm -hmm. have to do they continuing education. They should. Do they or no? They should, but with ATR and EDMR, mm -hmm. those are like more so going on off of the trauma end. Okay. So you're going to see it. So unless like a therapist is like really geared towards that particular area, mm -hmm. then they may not, you know, get any further education in that particular, you know, and get mm -hmm. the certification because mm -hmm. they do have to be certified. Mm, got it. Mm -hmm. Got it. And so the nonprofit actually provides these services to the young girls. Right. Okay. So that that is our goal. Mm -hmm. Um so we're getting um, looped in with therapists. So we'll have the therapy component for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and then our curriculum itself is derived off of um, with, within uh, the social emotional learning aspect, which is huge in schools right mm -hmm. now, especially right now. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so it's a lot of in regards to just helping them find themselves, mm -hmm. what self-love looks like, um, being able to handle um, conflict in mm -hmm. a good way, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, can be hard for people who've gone through trauma mm -hmm. because they're always in protection mode and mm -hmm. survival mode. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's just really unraveling, you know, a lot of things on their level. So I'm going to shift gears here. Okay. Let's talk about the adults and how okay. this really, I know you don't do trauma <laughs> therapy with the adults, but... You know, I'm sure that there are some things that come up in working with entrepreneurs, right, as a um, operational strategist, right? So talk to me, how does that show up with the entrepreneurs that you work with? And is this even something that you help work with them through? Or do you do it because you know how to do it and you're like, you need help with this? The way that it typically I, I'm very patient mm -hmm. um, with my clients. Mm -hmm. And when I see how someone is showing up or they're not showing up, I like to address that mm -hmm. um, and begin to work through in ways of trauma therapy mm -hmm. and with that. Yeah. So I do address it, but I don't address it in a way of saying, this is what we're doing. Right. So you kind of give them like some sneak therapy. Yeah. Some free therapy. For sure. Okay. Got it. For sure. And that's like, and really why I love doing one-on-ones. I will, I probably would never go group. Mm -hmm. Um, but because I feel like it's more transformational mm -hmm. working with me and, you know, seeing them mm -hmm. on the, on the opposite end as well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, 
Yeah. So that's where I probably get my, my greatest joy. I don't know if I should have asked you that question because now people are going to see this and they're going to work with you <laughs> and they're going to know that they're getting free therapy. <laughs> I'm just thinking I did not mean to set you up, okay? So as of today, Korea is no longer giving out free therapy. No, 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 as, no. Of, as you know, being one of her clients. Yeah, so let's all. just make that very clear. Not at all. All right? We're going to have to edit that or something so that it's not out there. So <laughs> let's get back into the business stuff. So um, you mentioned earlier what you do as an operational strategist. Mm -hmm. Talk to me a little bit more about that and why Why is that important? Because people, they jump into entrepreneurship and they forget the components mm -hmm. that really need to be established in their business. Mm -hmm. Like there's a reason why um, you know, Amazon is doing the way it is. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why Pepsi, even you know, has been able to, Coca-Cola has been able to sustain all mm -hmm. these years. And if we don't understand that we need to, you know, put cer these certain components within our companies, then we are going to be hustling until we end up working back for another company. I'm extremely passionate um, on the operational side, because what I've realized, especially working with, you know, CEOs and um, business owners and entrepreneurs, is that they have a lot of all their stuff is up here in their mm -hmm. head. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes when you come into their business, they just assume I can be an amazing at what I do in mind. I can mm -hmm. be amazing and even giving you strategy on the front end. Mm -hmm. But when I come into it, there all that stuff that's in your head needs to come out, mm -hmm. right? And they don't understand, like, even with transitioning to, um, you know, when you're building out your team, mm -hmm. just like when you go into your job, and or just like when you go into a job or what have you, um, they have training. Mm -hmm. Um, even if you come in with a degree in that level, in, in that area, they still have training. Mm -hmm. We have to treat our people the same way. Right. We have to give the leeway for training. We have to have them understand what our company's values are and how we like to work and, mm -hmm. you know, all those things. They, they matter so, so much mm -hmm. um, if you want to build a, a long-lasting company to develop that cultural morale. Mm -hmm. Um and, you know, sometimes I think when entrepreneurs just, they're just so used to hustling, bustling, and doing all the things mm -hmm. that um, shifting into that CEO role is completely different. Mm -hmm. And um, it can be overwhelming. Um, and so you have to allow the grace to be there when, you know, when working with them, where I work, I allow the grace to be there when working with them. But at mm -hmm. the same time, you know, um, it's, it's such a gap that I see happen mm -hmm. over and over and over again. Do you have a beef with hustling? I don't. Okay. I don't have a beef with hustling. Mm -hmm. I don't have a beef with hustling, but I have a beef with getting to a point within your business and, and still thinking that you still have to hustle. Mm -hmm. And that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And, um, cause I feel like, you know, there's a transition mm -hmm. and we have to honor the transition. Mm -hmm. And if we don't, then we're self-sabotaging. Now, do you think that entrepreneurs, founders, CEOs, do you think that they 
know that they're in this place where they need operations? Like at what stage, tell me, give me like the description of who that entrepreneur is, what they're feeling, what they're seeing in their business, what they're thinking. Cause some, there may be some out there thinking right now, like, wow, you know, this kind of sounds like me, but I'm not really sure. Yeah. Like give a description of that entrepreneur and what they're feeling, what they're thinking, what they're seeing happen within their business mm -hmm. and why they would need someone to come in and help them with operations. And even before you get there, yeah. let's just explain what operations is because I don't even know that people understand that. Right. The day-to-day, -day, the details of the work that you're doing um, in and out, that's the break probably this most simplest way that okay. I can break down operations. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is in, in dealing with your systems. This is dealing with your processes. Your processes is like how you do things. Mm -hmm. um, and being able to explain that and hand that over to a whole nother individual that is um, a genius in that particular area is hmm. what you want to do. What do they look like? Like if oh, I'm, they look how like? do okay. you identify if you're this actual entrepreneur that needs someone to come help you with operations? Yeah, so you're definitely overwhelmed. Um, your client experience is probably, you know, not where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. um, you're probably getting some complaints either backlogged in regards to getting deliverables done. Certain time frames are not getting met. Mm -hmm. um, you are doing every single thing. You're doing your sales calls. You're sending out emails. You're mm -hmm. doing your copy. If you're running your business digitally, you're showing up digitally as well mm -hmm. and trying to, you know, put your content together. You're doing your customer service. You're doing fulfillment. You're running from three or four different emails. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the productivity is extremely low mm -hmm. because you're doing everything and you're probably burned out. Mm -hmm. You know, you're tired. You're probably almost in, in a point to where you want to quit. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's what typically happens mm -hmm. when people come to me, they're ready to quit. So talk about, cause you and I get it, right? We come from corporate, we've had a conversation even about the things that we saw as positives mm -hmm. in our corporate experience that we have now implemented into our businesses. For sure. And the things that we saw that were not so positive that mm -hmm. we are not carrying over into our business. Absolutely. So I want you to talk about the positive aspects that you saw from corporate that you now help your clients experience and why that's so important. I think the biggest one for me really is the training aspect when you bring on people mm. and and caring for the people, not as task managers, mm. but as people who are helping you drive your company. Mm. And the aspect of looking at your business as a company, mm. you know? Um, I think social media sometimes has us has has had people um, look at their business from a different perspective mm. and don't really understand what we're actually building in itself. What do you mean by that? So we should all be looking at our businesses as companies, mm -hmm. you know, just as great as anything else, you know, that we shop from, mm -hmm. right? We can give um, so many accolades to other companies and um and everything else but sometimes we don't honor what we're building ourselves mm. and so um in a sense of pride in a sense of of like this is my thing mm -hmm. right and um i think it reflects in how we 
invest Mm -hmm. it reflects in how we kind of show up i love that and i love that um we are on the same page about this (laughs) the other thing that i think you brought up a good point about social media makes us think one thing and it's not actually right we're not thinking as our of our businesses as companies Mm -hmm. i think social media also has a lot of people out here thinking that the people who are building their companies to multiple million dollars, millions of dollars, right? That they're doing it on their own. And I think that that is also, um, the people who are growing these companies beyond a million dollars to a million dollars, they're not doing it themselves, whether they got people from Fiverr, they have teams, like whatever. There's Mm -hmm. people working in the background. They're not doing it all themselves. And if they are, they need to come see Korea. Period. Right. Like, that's just that. (laughs) So I think that um, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, social Mm -hmm. media kind of makes people think one thing and mm-hmm. it's not actually what it is yeah and even the people that are on social media like even if they choose to be the forefront and mm-hmm. that is their that's their part of the company though mm-hmm. right if if they are showing up online mm-hmm. but even you know the larger brands we don't know who the ceo is Bingo. for real mm-hmm. you know and so it's okay to get to a point when we begin to transition, you know, our faces offline mm-hmm. if we choose to do so. Um, and I, I, I know even me personally, I'm with my foundation, I'm purposely not showing up in certain, you know, in, mm-hmm. if you look at like our pages and stuff like that, there's not much of me. Mm-hmm. There's definitely more of everything else that we're trying to get out there mm-hmm. um, because I definitely never want to be the, you know, the face of, of that thing, mm-hmm. you know? And why? Why though? Um, it's going to live way beyond me. What Have you ever encountered an entrepreneur who was like, no, I want to be the face of my company and that's just that? Like, how do you help them navigate that if they have a conflicting mm-hmm. priority where they're saying, I want my business to live beyond me? Honestly, what I, what I get a lot mm-hmm is people don't want to work. They the feel founder like doesn't want to, the CEO doesn't want to work? They feel like they've paid their dues to the point where they're like, well, I've done this, so I don't need to like, I've done all of this, so I don't feel like I need to do this anymore, or I don't need to do, this is the response that I've been getting. Like, I just want to grow my team and let them, they think once they grow the team, like Mm -hmm. there's no- They don't have to manage it. They don't have to manage it. They don't have to show up in a different way. Mm -hmm. Y'all got a long road. Wow. That's more so what I've been getting more though than I don't want to be the face of my brand. Mm. And I have gotten um, a few clients of where they just didn't want to be. And that's cool Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like there's a lot of companies out there that, that, you know, and and at that point you can use influencer marketing or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, other, you know, that show, that mm-hmm. show jam. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's ways for you to not be the face in marketing. Like it's easy. Yes. So, but, um, but yeah, so that's, that is, you know, I've seen more of the, the latter than. So people don't want to work. They don't so work. what do, okay. So walk me through this. Cause I'm really trying to understand <laughs> it. Like at what stage have they grown their business to? So I've seen it on both ends. Okay. So I've seen it on a stage where they've had substantial income. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, yo, I'm just, I'm tired. So mm-hmm. I feel like if I just pay everybody, then everything should be taken care of. Mm. And I'm like, you know, well, yes, that can happen, but you're still not at 
that stage yet. Mm -hmm. You know, the stage of where you can completely walk away. Mm -hmm. There's a transition to that, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you want to sell the company. Mm-hmm. Now, or you can go the um, on the on the smaller scope I've experienced of not having any sales mm-hmm. and saying, "Well, I'm just trying to get to the point where I can just have a company and you know and have my team and yada whatever." And I'm like, you know, we all are visionaries, but right. you know, let's um, we, we got to take it, you know, one step at one a time. One step at a time. Oh, I don't feel like I need to show up online. Are you trying to grow a business digitally? Are mm-hmm. you trying to sell online? So mm-hmm. why why don't you feel like you don't need to? to to um to do this this is very fascinating to especially me. if you don't have an ad budget right do you think that this okay i'm gonna just get it is it like a generational thing is it like the millennials the xers the z's the y's i the think a's? it's just honestly who, it's who what social it? media has portrayed what business is um, and so i feel like there's a lot of people who don't really um who 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 fantasize about business but don't understand the work that takes Mm. to actually grow a business they don't understand even when you have bad months or Mm -hmm. um you know or bad month bad week maybe you have a bad year like Mm -hmm. as if that determines um whether even they should even be in the role Mm -hmm. or knowing that okay you still gotta pick if you really want this Mm -hmm. i don't care if you had a bad year even if you have bad two years you got Mm -hmm. to keep going like Mm -hmm. there is not like there is no plan b Mm -hmm. you know and i think that people because there's so many people that do show up online with a lot of lifestyle marketing Mm -hmm. um that it portrays they don't realize there's still a lot of stuff that's going on in their background that is still not right their systems are trash Mm -hmm. their customer service is trash Mm -hmm. they get a lot of people who think the world of them and then you have the other side of people who are like not getting the best Mm -hmm. so you know they don't see that part or maybe never experienced that part because they're only seeing the the highlight reel and i think that's just it's it can you know if you don't know any better Mm -hmm. it just can be um dangerous what do you wish would happen on social media instead of what's happening today i think it's happening slowly though mm-hmm. i think more people are showing up as transparent and they're just being you know real mm-hmm. but at the same time they um i think i just want people to understand more so that people when they do show up this is business mm-hmm. this is not i'm trying to go find friends mm-hmm. yada whatever so when people are on bit if they're owning a business on online it's mm-hmm. all strategy so more so people being more real yeah about what's happening behind the scenes yeah i would say i would say yes for mm-hmm. sure um because i think it will allow people to not feel as it, it will kill the comparison game not necessarily have people feeling like they're completely behind but realize mm-hmm. oh they got these problems too mm-hmm. um so it's not necessarily saying okay makes me feel better but mm-hmm. realize okay this is normal mm-hmm. you know normalizing the back end struggles right right okay so i'm gonna shift gears you're okay. on my podcast okay i yes. want to talk about your podcast yes. because i know that's about to go through a transition yes so i would love for you to share that with us mm-hmm. and then what can your listeners and future listeners expect from that? My podcast currently is called Soul Food Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, It's for entrepreneurs, by entrepreneurs. And um, it's shifting gears. Actually, at the beginning of the pandemic, I literally transitioned my house into a content creation house. Mm. Um, And because I was going to do a show called What No One Told Us. When the pandemic happened, I didn't do it. Mm 
Um, so now I'm about to redo that mm-hmm. um, and just, yeah, close down, you know, Soul Food Sunday um, and then shift back to what the original plan was. So what is one thing that no one told us? No one really told us, honestly, that life will be this difficult in mm. in ways of of trying to see what success you know looks like for us and of course that's different for everybody mm-hmm. but it's hard and you have to um, daily daily practices making sure that you know um, forgiving yourself mm. like all of that stuff is not necessarily easy mm-hmm. you have to be really accountable to yourself um, into others, you know, to really see, you know, what quote unquote success would look like. Mm-hmm. And I think that more people were open about that, that area. Mm-hmm. So last question, mm-hmm. what is one thing that you would tell baby Korea, mm-hmm. knowing all that you know today, mm-hmm. doing all that you've done to this point, what mm-hmm. is one thing, one piece of advice or like a word of encouragement that you would tell baby Korea to you know continue along her journey you're good enough Mm. you're good enough um i grew up in kind of like a critical home Mm. so um things weren't always good enough Mm. so knowing that you know you're good enough i think will be um hold a lot of weight i love that Mm -hmm. so thank you so much for joining korea i want you to share um, tell the audience where they can find you, where they can get in contact with you, your nonprofit, your mm-hmm. podcast, yeah. you as a person. Yeah. So they can stay connected. Yeah. So um, on IG, Consult with Korea, actually on all platforms, Consult with Korea. Um, the nonprofit, uh, the nonprofit is called Pretty Girls Pray, G Y R L Z. And the name of my company, my consulting firm is Fortress Consulting. So love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. I appreciate you coming. I thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> um, I hope you all, I know you all enjoyed that episode. We're going to make sure that the links are in the show notes for you all to click on easily and access and get in contact with Korea. And we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Now that's a wrap for this week's episode of Found the Flow. I sincerely hope you feel more aligned regardless where you are on this journey. I've centered this show around my hopes that you find a safe space as you navigate your growth. Make sure to share this on your favorite social platform, tag me while you're figuring out what being in flow means to you, and share this with your people because you really never know who can get something from the message. Until next week, may you find the flow.